This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Elon Musk is buying Twitter. Just a week ago, we were talking with Liz Lopato from The Verge about the possibility of this happening. And, well, as she put it, I'm sorry, this seems like a troll. Like, this just seems like a massive troll of a massive social media network. And, you know, we've already had a couple of major shareholders announce that they're not interested in the deal. And he doesn't have the financing lined up. And it just seems like a huge distraction, I think, for Twitter. So... I have a hard time seeing this as anything other than, like, God-tier trolling. Obviously, a lot has changed since then. And today, Recode's Peter Kafka is here to help catch us up. Hey, Peter. Hey, Adam. So, around this time last week, it seemed like the Twitter-Elon deal was going nowhere. Yet, here we are a week later, and we've done a complete 180. Tell us what's changed. The short version is Elon Musk showed us the money. The world's richest man found the $44 billion he needed to buy Twitter. The The question I think that everyone had was, was this a real deal? He famously had announced a plan to take Tesla, his car company, private, uh, and didn't have the financing to line that up, so it never happened. And in this case, he didn't say, I'm buying Twitter and I have the money. He said, I want to buy Twitter. Then he went out and got the money. Once he got the money, he then told the world through an SEC filing. The other important thing was something that didn't happen was the Twitter board could not find someone who had a better offer than Elon Musk. Elon Musk offered $54.20 per share. That's a 420 joke, but also a real offer for Twitter shares. And that was higher than what Wall Street thought Twitter was worth. And it was more than anyone else was willing to pay. So you add all that up and the Twitter board had really no choice but to sell the company. And does that mean that Elon Musk owns Twitter now, or are there any more hurdles or roadblocks that could hold up the deal? These deals typically take a while to actually transact. In this case, they're estimating about six months. Normally, this is a done deal. In this case, you could say it's 95% a done deal. There's 5% of Elon factor where maybe he'll flake out in some weird way and decide he doesn't want to own Twitter after all. There's not a lot of penalty for him for deciding to do that. But we should assume that in six months, he will likely be Twitter's owner. And for folks who didn't catch our last episode on Elon and Twitter, can you give us a quick recap? Why does he want to buy the company in the first place? A lot of people, including us, felt pretty sure that Elon, when he floated the idea, was just being Elon, which is a way of saying he was being a troll. Elon Musk is definitely a troll. He definitely puts things out on Twitter just for the lols, as I believe the kids say. But he also is someone who's pretty improvisational. He thinks of things and then tries to do them. Sometimes they turn out to be great ideas. Sometimes they're they're jokes, like selling flamethrowers. Um, sometimes they're a tunnel company that seemed like a joke, but seems like he's taking it a little bit seriously. In his letter to the Twitter board, he said something along the lines of, I've been thinking this over for a few days and I've decided I want to own Twitter, which is not generally what a normal person says or does. But in this case, it seems to be what he has done. His stated reason for doing this is that he thinks Twitter is an important resource for the globe and that he wants to bring free expression back to Twitter. 
that will surprise most Twitter users who think there's plenty of free expression on Twitter. Twitter's a free service. You can pretty much say or do whatever you want. He seems to be attracted to the idea that Twitter has actually prevented some discourse from happening. This is a, an argument you used to hear from conservative politicians who argued that Twitter was unfairly censoring them. And beyond that world, no one really took that seriously. But there is a strain of thinking in tech that Twitter and other platforms have leaned too far to the left, are trying to suppress speech instead of let it flow. And that seems to be what's motivating him, that he, he believes there should be less restrictions on speech on Twitter. And that's why he thinks it's worth buying it. Has Elon actually thought through the challenge of free speech online and what it would mean for Twitter to open it up and loosen up their content moderation? Yes and no. I think he clearly has not thought through all of the permutations and difficulties of keeping Twitter as free as possible to letting anyone say whatever they want, um, has not thought through the amount of work the Twitter team over 15 years has spent trying to figure out how to tame that platform. And then I think the other version is he thinks, I have thought about this and it's incredibly easy. You guys are making this too hard. You should be able to say or do just about anything you want on Twitter short of committing a crime basically. And it should be that simple. I do really complicated things like build spaceships and build electric cars. Running a, a social network where you post stuff online is pretty easy. You guys are all making this too difficult. I think both things are true. Well, one really simple thing that Musk could do that some people could say would open up free speech would be to reinstate accounts that Twitter banned, like a certain former president, perhaps. Do you think that's part of his plan? I don't know what Elon thinks. I don't think he knows what he thinks. But I would imagine that he thinks that reinstalling people who've been booted for various offenses would be an easy thing for him to do and symbolic. So besides the free speech, which I think it's fair to say is broadly defined in his plan as murky, what else do we know about how Twitter could change for users under Musk's management? Well, we don't know anything. I mean, he said he wants to bring back free speech to the platform. He said he wants to get rid of bots. This is something Twitter has been working on for more than a decade. And the rest of it, uh, we are left to guess at. I've been harping on the idea that Twitter is actually a business. It's a for-profit business, even though it doesn't tend to make much money. He has said he's uninterested in the economics of Twitter, which is something you can say if you are the world's richest man, except that even if you're still the world's richest man, you still have to get a return on your investment or it has to not lose you money. So he will need to actually figure out a way to keep Twitter running at its meager profit margin it runs at right now. It's basically run sort of the equivalent of a local grocery store in terms of its profit margin. He needs to make it at least that profitable just to pay off the debt that he has accumulated to buy this thing. He can say he doesn't care about how it runs as a business, but he actually does need to care about it. Well, I wonder, Peter, are there any good ideas out there for how to turn Twitter into a good business? There are a lot of ideas because everyone on Twitter has ideas. One is cutting costs. That's standard for any acquisition. Ben Thompson, the analyst, did some back of the envelope math and, and figures that Elon Musk needs to either fire 20% of Twitter staff or have them quit in order for this to just sort of say solvent. So I wouldn't be surprised to see layoffs over time. Um, he certainly doesn't think they need a big content moderation team, and that's a lot of resources for them. You can try to sell more ads or more expensive ads. Again, Twitter's been trying to do that for a long time. It's not clear how Elon Musk would change that. Um, you could try to add more users. Again, Twitter's been trying to do that. One thing that would be interesting, um, this is someone who used to work at Twitter, was floated to me the other day, was why not charge to tweet? 
make the service free for people to read, but if you want to tweet, you've got to pay. Maybe you pay if you have a certain number of followers, or maybe you pay more depending on how many followers you have. And that would, one, generate income because there's certainly a lot of people who get a lot of value out of Twitter but don't pay anything to use it. And two, it might actually discourage some of the dumbest spam. So people have floated that suggestion for email as well. If email costs more to send, maybe you'd see less spam. Anyway, those are all ideas. We don't know what he's actually planning on doing. I don't think he has much of a plan. He did need to tell the banks that he was borrowing money from that he had a plan, but I don't think they probably investigated that plan very clearly. He's something he just floated last week. Well, in the worst case scenario for Musk, and let's say he comes up with a plan, it doesn't work. You explained in your article that he borrowed money in order to buy Twitter. What happens if he can't turn Twitter around. What happens to those loans? So there are loans that are secured against Twitter, meaning the people who, who are lending him the money are really not lending it to him. They're lending it to Twitter. So presumably they could claim Twitter if, if he just said, screw this, it's not working. And in the same way that the banks could reclaim your house if you decide not to pay your mortgage. He also has some of the loans attached to his Tesla stock, which has nothing to do with how Twitter performs. But there's definitely a scenario where Tesla stocks becomes less valuable. If it drops by 40%, which is a ton of money, but possible, he might have to cough up a billion dollars right away. He's already put that money into Twitter. Um, he's really leveraged himself is the short version of this. And it, it, there is a scenario where he goes, this is too much, it's too expensive, I'm getting out of this, I'm either selling it to someone else or I'm letting the banks claim a chunk of this. Well, a question that I've been thinking about a lot, and I think others have too, is now that Elon Musk is the sole owner of Twitter, can he really just do whatever he wants? Yes, that's the short answer. Like everyone else, he has to obey the laws of the countries that Twitter does service in. And that was actually going to cause him some issues, just like it causes every internet company issues. And we've been talking about that for a long time. Um, what works in the US may not work in Russia or Turkey or China, if China even lets you operate your service there, which they usually don't. But short of violating state and local and national laws, he, he can do whatever he wants. He could turn the entire thing into a, an animated clown show if he wants to. And I know this is still a fast-moving story. The The news is kind of a surprise over the weekend, and through this week, we're learning more and more every day. But so far from what you're seeing, how do people that work at Twitter feel about all this? I was talking to someone about this yesterday, and they said, you know, on the one hand, some people are dismayed. Some people are actually excited to have Elon Musk come in. He's an enormously controversial figure, and a lot of people have enormous affection and admiration for him, and that includes some Twitter employees. But they're also just in generally shell-shocked. And if you work at Twitter, you're used to being shell-shocked. You're, you're under scrutiny all the time. You spent the last four or five years in, in sort of an existential crisis about Donald Trump and other bad actors on your service and, and what it's wrought. So on the one hand, this is a unique point in Twitter's history. On the other hand, they've been dealing with all kinds of craziness almost the entire time they worked at Twitter. So it's not, it's not that this is not nothing new, but it's another thing. Well, this whole saga is making me think about the life cycle of internet platforms. Specifically, I'm thinking of Tumblr, which was an incredibly popular platform about 15 years ago. It ultimately got bought by Yahoo. They made some policy changes. Users revolted, left, and now Tumblr is more or less irrelevant. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with Twitter yet, but we do know that a lot of users are upset. Twitter users' favorite thing to do is complain about Twitter. Every time they've introduced a new feature or taken one down, people get upset about it. Some people cheer about it. It is also common to hear people say they're going to leave a social platform but not do it. So you could ignore that for the most case. On the other hand, 
like you said, platforms have a lifespan. People leave over time. Even mighty Facebook has has lost users recently. Uh, it's certainly possible that under Elon Musk, Twitter becomes less attractive to lots of people and eventually it withers away. There's another version where he reinvigorates it. Um, we don't know. That's one of the reasons this is so interesting. I think exciting for people like me to cover. And I do think important to the world. I mean, Whatever you want to say about Twitter, it certainly plays an important role in the lives of not everyone, but but some people. And Elon Musk can again say, I'm fine with people walking off in a huff, but he wants them all to stay. He wants them all to stay because his platform works better when there are more people on it, not fewer. Well, Elon, for his part, hopes that people don't leave. He said in a tweet, I hope that even my worst critics remain on Twitter because that is what free speech means. Yeah, I think that's a good encapsulation of the way he views free speech is that lots of people show up and everyone shouts whatever they want without consequence. Um, I'm not sure that's attractive to everyone who uses Twitter, but I think that's the way Elon Musk views it. All right, Peter, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Today's episode was produced by Taylor Macon. The mix is by Melissa Ponce from Hemlock Creek Productions. I'm Adam Clark Estes. Thanks for listening. <laughs>